Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Joined each and every Tuesday at this time by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Good afternoon, Kevin. I guess uh, you have to look at the performance of a couple of young men who performed for the United States team and said they walked away with very solid contributions, and that is Anthony Black and Khalil Ware. Wow. I mean, you really couldn't have said it much better. Uh, I think they were two of the of the top three players. Cam Whitmore, who's headed to, to Villanova, had some really good games. Uh, in, in fact, he had a double-double, 30 points. Um, in that gold medal game, and he he was the MVP. You know, they credited him. Two of the points they credited him with, though, were scored by Anthony Black. The official's box score, and the scorekeeper got one of the buckets wrong. It doesn't matter. 28 points and 12 rebounds is a is an MVP-worthy performance. But, yeah, those three guys, but, you know, focusing on the two with Arkansas ties, you know, I thought honestly thought Anthony Black was probably through six games total at the event. Uh, I thought he's probably the most well-rounded player there. You know, he's not—he's not an—he's not, an, he, not a guy that's looking to go and score as much as he is setting up others. Um, but he led the—he led Team USA in rebounding, assists, block shots, and steals. Every one of those categories, and those ranked him in the top five overall in the event um, in each of those categories. And then when you look at it, he's, he played just under 20 minutes a game. It's a 40-minute game. 19.9 minutes, so just almost there at 20. But when you extrapolate that out to the per 40-minute numbers, he was number one in the event in rebounds per 40 minutes, uh, or excuse me, in assists, second in rebounds. So an assist per 40 was eight, 8.4 assists. Rebounds almost 16 per 40 minutes. Um, and then he was top four in, in the other two categories, blocks and steals. So, I, you know, his productivity, when you look at everything that he did, I thought set him on another level. And then Khalil Ware, you know, scored the ball well. He rebounded well. Uh, his efficiency rating was the tops in the event, number one overall. Um, Anthony Black finished, I think, tied for eighth in efficiency. Uh, you know, Anthony Black also averaged um, five points a game. But but in games where you're blowing teams out and he, he's moving the ball so well and getting others involved, we look at the assist numbers, Randy, but what I noticed, too, is the hockey assist. This guy knows when to move the ball so that it gets to uh, someone else who then makes the next pass, and now you've got the defense moving. It creates open shots for others. Uh, he's got a great feel, and I think this bodes well for him playing a considerable amount of time on the ball this season, um, and I think you're going to see him in that mix along with Nick Smith Jr. And we talk about this stuff, no surprises there, but to see him uh, get to see some of that play out. And it's interesting. We, we've we talked a lot about these opportunities these players are going to have as Razorbacks to go overseas for, for exhibition games in Italy and Spain. Uh, he's already got a leg up there. He's got six games under his belt playing down in Mexico these last few days, this past week. So uh, Anthony Black uh, really already knew how talented and versatile he was, but to see him execute uh, right, and now he's on campus. By the way, I don't know if y'all know that they've already put videos out. He's on campus up there with mom, moving in. I, I'm assuming he must have given him the ability to enroll 
uh, in that first session of summer school and do work online uh, to, to maintain because if he's up there now in the in the middle of that first session, I'm assuming he's going to go through physical, get on, you know, be able to get on the court, do strength and conditioning uh, because you have to be in school to be able to do that. You, know, you think about those numbers that you gave leading the team in, and you think, okay, assists, I, I get that. Uh, rebounds at 6'7". Okay, 6'7", guys can rebound, but leading the team in block shots, that's 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 one you never would have expected, would you? I agree. He And I failed to mention this, and I'm glad you brought up the block shots. The part I left out was he had five blocks in a game. That ties the record for Team USA under 18 all time uh, for the most in a single game. So, um, you know, he... I tell you what, the, the thing that impressed me the most was his ability. He defended much smaller guards, uh, three quarters court. You know, he'd stay with them, and he does such a, a really good job at six seven with his length and his frame of bending, and with his footwork, being able to stay keep up with these guys. It's hard when you're backpedaling or side pedaling trying to stay attached. But he players had a really hard time getting that downhill on him and when they did they didn't have much of an advantage he stayed attached and he timed his 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 uh attempts at block shots and it allowed him to collect a lot really at the basket the other thing guys that he did really a really good job of is, is funny funneling players away from good driving angles forcing them baseline where they didn't have anywhere to go constantly anticipating a pass and reaching out with that length and getting a deflection he was so disruptive defensively, as good as he was as a as a facilitator, playmaker, and, and setting up other guys. I thought his defense probably was his best, you know, consistent performance, game in and game out. And we know what what is what is Arkansas's identity. If it's been anything under Eric Mussman, that team really starts to turn corners when it gets when it starts playing elite defensively. Arkansas finished last year 11th, I think, according to Kim Palm. And defense, overall adjusted defensive efficiency when you looked at the, the whole, the entire arc of the season. And it must have been even better than that starting in mid January to finish there. So my point is you, you look at what Anthony's Black's doing with that versatility as a defender. I think just, just bringing that to the floor is going to get him heavy minutes. He's a five star and potential one and done. You expected that anyway, but we, until they go and start proving it, you just don't know. And granted, this was against international competition at his age group. Uh, it's, the competition steps up even more, but what I saw, to me, says this guy's going to be very valuable as a freshman at Arkansas. Kevin, why do you feel like he played, Anthony just played, you mentioned, just short of 20 minutes a game. Was the R- Randy, I that... lost you. I heard Kevin. Okay. Did he, Hello? Did he can you hear yeah. me? I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, we can hear you. He was asking about Illinois playing 20 minutes a game, except the games were such routes, they're, they're never close, so you could play everybody, right? I guess that was Kevin's <laughs> response. Uh, we could hear Kevin. Kevin couldn't hear us. But, Randy, I'm guessing that's it because they had a talented team and they just bludgeoned everybody. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I can understand competition if you've got a – roster that's that balanced you're yeah. trying to be fair in minutes sure. but i was just trying to get a feel for i mean 19.9 uh, minutes that's not quite what you would think no. if you're leading all those categories that makes it even to me that much more impressive 
Yeah. All right, Kevin, I was I was trying to ask, are you back with us? Uh, I'm back. Okay. I was trying to ask the question, why just 19.9 minutes per game on the average for Anthony Black? Rick was talking about uh, the games were blow, uh, most if not all, were blowouts. Uh, and maybe the roster was that competitive, that balanced to where you were just trying to be fair to everybody. Yeah, he he actually got the third most minutes on the team um, uh, on average. Um, and, you know, Team USA was blowing most of these teams out. I did notice in some of the games where they got off to slow starts, uh, when AB checked in, it seemed to really take off. And, and, and so they had some they had some stretches first, even second quarter in some games where they trailed a little bit or it was close. And it just seemed like the overall play, the level of play, picked up when he was on the floor. Um, and, you know, um, maybe I'm watching with biased binoculars, but I don't think so. I really think he just – he raises the, the – he elevates the play of others because he does things on time. The passes are on time. Uh, his defense, when you've got guys doing their part and executing well, it, you know, you can have slippage in other areas. Or it, it it motivates others to pick up their play, and I just thought he, they were the team was better when he was on the floor, regardless of the level of competition, game in and game out. Came out, but Rick's right. I mean, every game ended up being a blowout, uh, but though they really weren't close. But at the same time, you could still pick up things that players are doing well, and some of those other players, despite their team maybe not being as good, you know, depth wise as Team USA was, there were certain individual players you could tell were good players and. When when he matched up defensively with guys, he just took them out took them out of their comfort zones. It did not indicate what I what I have read, uh, the number of shot attempts and then the number of uh, makes by Anthony Black. How did he shoot the basketball, Kevin? Yeah, he didn't shoot it particularly well, but he didn't take a lot of shots. I think he averaged between five and six shots a game. So he wasn't shooting volume in, in the early going. You know, he got some, you know, typically he'd get a breakaway dunk. Uh, but it, as, as the event moved on, now he was one of 15 players to record a double-double. So he did have a 10.11 rebound game. Uh, he had another, uh, he had a, a three-pointer uh, in the semifinal game against Argentina. Um, looked pretty good on that. So he just, he didn't take a lot of shot attempts. One of the things I really liked about it, he had some putbacks, and that was part of that rebounding prowess, so he was doing that at both ends. And then he had a little array of little floaters and runners. He had a, a nice Euro step in the, in the uh, gold medal game uh, from the just outside the uh, paint into the into about the 10-foot area and had a nice little rainbow floater that he, he put in, and he had another runner off of penetration. He had another play where he inbounded the ball and, moved right into the gap of the zone defense on an inbounds play at the free throw line, extended, got a return pass, and kind of knifed his way in, used his body as a shield against a big to finish off the glass. So he showed different little things in his shooting and scoring game. If I had one complaint, he's sometimes too unselfish. The defense sometimes sagged off of him because he was making such good passes to others and gave him, you know, daring him to shoot. And I think, at the next level, he's going to have to be a little bit more comfortable shooting the ball when those opportunities present themselves because defenses are going to scheme to take someone else away and dare him to shoot. I remember when they did that with Jalen Harris um, you know, a few years back when you had such a good facilitator first that really didn't want to shoot if he didn't have to, 
I think Anthony Black, though, his talent level and some of the things I saw offensively, even when he drives and shoots, I think he'll continue to build on that and make that a, a part of his game that teams are going to have to count for as well. All right, Kevin, hang on. we got to step away for a moment. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Let's check in with Razorback Bob. Robert, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Randy, Rick, Kevin. What's up, buddy? Randy, Bye-bye. I can't hey, I can't think of a I can't think of a better way to escape from the heat is to come from outside, come in, turn on the fan and listen to you guys. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you. Um uh, Randy, um uh, I know Hoop Scoop and uh, Rick will probably remember this. You were off that day. I called two or three weeks ago, and uh, Randy, you remember meeting my grandson Tanner? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a Alabama game. Well, he went and tried out. He's about six four now, and he went and tried out for the Hot Springs AAU team and made the team. And I was talking that day, and Kevin and I had some uh, connection problems. I could. I could hear Rick and couldn't hear Kevin. Kevin could hear Rick and couldn't hear me, so Rick tried to. And what what I basically was asking Kevin, if if you're if you got a grandson that's made the AU team, there's not any more that I need to do as a grandfather to help get him out there and get him exposed. Um, and that's what I was asking your opinion. But I wanted to give you an update. Um, we went to Benton for a tournament last Saturday. And uh, a week ago last Saturday, and uh, the coach of the um, Arkansas Elites uh, called Tanner's coach and said, "I'm going to Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and I've got some players out that can't go and begin to question." And so Tanner was the first one that his coach came in mind to, to send up there. And so he got the experience of playing with the Arkansas Leeds at Cape Girardeau this past weekend. And they made it to um, the semifinal game, and Tanner scored 19 points, had 12 rebounds and seven assists, so three assists away from having a triple-double. And I thought that was pretty awesome. And uh, so he's he's doing really well. And uh, some of the other games, uh, you know, he was scoring 15 and 18 points, so – uh, anyway, I was just going to give you guys an update on that, and um, just see if, well, see if I could, now that I could hear. What classification is he? Do what now? Yeah, how old is he? What classification is he? Mm-hmm. He he is seventeen. Okay, so is he going to be a junior or a senior? Yeah, he's a senior. He's he's yeah, yeah a he's senior. senior. Okay, very good. Yeah, so class of twenty twenty three. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and he he was visited by some some scouts up there, college scouts, and they. And I told him, uh, Rick and Randy, I told him whenever he was just in elementary school, I, I told him, I said, look, even if you're not a great shooter, if you'll get in there and get your get your nose dirty getting those rebounds and you play tenacious defense, coach will figure out a way to get you on the court. But uh, when he made when he when he when he went out and tried to qualify to, to for the team here in Hot Springs, uh, it got the coach's attention when he hit three, uh, four threes in a row. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, he's, he's a pretty good shooter, too. But uh, anyway, uh, Hoop Scoop, is there anything as a grandfather I can do or just hang on for the ride? Yeah, I mean, if he's going to be a senior, this technically 
could be his last spring and summer for grassroots. Now, some young men that don't have a, a college destination and want to continue to play can reclassify or, or consider reclassification and go through it again a final spring and summer after their senior year. So that's something to keep on the back burner. You know, any training you can, you guys can get him with, with there's some trainers out there that, that work with players to help them improve on what they need to improve on, maybe to get scholarships. Uh, any events, camp events outside of the AAU part of it, um, exposure camps where you know that sometimes I'll advertise JUCO coaches coming in, D2, different levels, and it's, their rules are different than D1. They can come out just about any time. So those are things to keep an eye on to help you get more exposure. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, the coach for the Arkansas Elite um, told him that he would like for him to join um, their team, all, you know, all summer. So I think I think yeah. he's going to do that, and that's going to be a lot of help for him, you know. So yeah, and a lot of the okay, team, a lot of the high school teams in June, yeah, they'll have team camps, so that'll give them exposure too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's already been working with a coach, Coach T, here in Hot Springs. That's really been a big help in helping him with his uh, defensive fundamentals and stuff like that. It's been been really really great. So, all right, Randy, appreciate it. Great, love your show. Hey, and, Bob. Uh, we'll hey, Robert. Over. Yeah, hey, Robert, real quick. Bart Reed, pure sweat basketball skills. That's your individual training that you're talking about. That's he's excellent at what he does. Bart Bart Reed, where where's he out of? Pure sweat basketball skills. He's out of Central Arkansas, Little Rock. Yeah, okay. he, he lives in Sheridan, but he he works with guys out in Little Rock. In fact, he's been bugging me the last two days to come out to to fair to watch him work out on her boat hang, and I need to get out there. I've been <laughs> I've been in the little swamp, but yeah, Bart Bart's Bart's one of the good ones. Okay, all right. Well, appreciate it, guys. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk to you a little bit later on. Thank y'all, you, Bob. God bless y'all. And, all right. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Jordan Walsh. What do you think? Uh, this would be just an educated guess upon your part. What do you think kept Jordan from making this under eighteen team that Anthony Black and Khalil Ware were part of? What do you think held back Jordan Walsh? You know, that's a great question, Randy. I think a lot of times it's not necessarily that you weren't good enough. It's about what what they're looking for to complete a roster. Maybe they've got too many of the same kind of player. Uh, Sometimes some of this stuff is based on relationships, too, with coaches and handlers. Uh, Even at that level, even Team USA, some of that goes on. So I I, I can't speak specifically to what, what happened with Jordan. What I can tell you after watching that event and having seen Jordan he would have been just fine in that environment. Uh, in fact, I think he might have been a little better defensively than some of the guys his size that they ran out there playing in a 3-4 combo kind of way. And again, Team USA was dominant, so it's hard to pick folks apart and say, well, these guys weren't carrying water. I mean, <laughs> they played pretty well together because they were just dominant. But at the same time, I think Jordan would have been just fine there. Um, so I, I can't give you a direct answer on that other than kind of the way I just shaped it because you see this a lot in, in these selections. Um, you know, you had several of the top players like Nick Smith Jr. invited and declined to go, and then you had some guys that I think probably would have fit maybe better than a couple others they did bring, but there may be reasons they rewarded those players for other involvement with Team USA or something relationship-wise. 
Um, but I don't think it was a lack of basketball acumen. Uh, in fact, since he's been on campus, and we've had several pro hogs up there that script, that, that played pickup with these guys, and they've been he, – he's one of the top three or four names I've heard. In fact, I've, I've heard his name probably more than anybody of all the folks I've talked to about blowing people away with his ability to defend. We keep talking about defense. Let's talk about Anthony Black. Now we're going to talk about Jordan Walsh. Uh, he, in high school, he could defend five positions. I'm not sure even at the high major level that he won't be able to eventually defend four spots. I'm not saying they're going to use him like that, but I think he's got that kind of ability. His athleticism and length are off the charts relative to most players. Um, you know, he's got a seven-plus wingspan that's six-seven, uh, quick, quick and light off the speed, explosive. Um, and, and you know, he has inten- he has intentions to get to that rim, and he'll finish the contact. So. There's a lot to love about Jordan Walsh, and I'm not not concerned about him not making Team USA. All right, no, the reason I even brought him up is you were talking about the defense that was being yeah. played by Anthony Black. Well, the defense that I've seen that Jordan Walsh play, and this was during the uh, national tournament that I believe his team finishes runner-up, but – I mean, this kid, as you mentioned, he can play all five spots defensively and then just his ability to rebound the ball and then get it off the glass and and even himself leading the break all the way down the floor and dishing, finishing himself. Uh, But I was just – I was thinking primarily from the defensive standpoint of what a defensive player he's already proven to be at the – at the high school level, and I would have thought he would have been such an impact player for this under-18 team as well. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you on Thursday. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater.